0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: When it comes to picking the perfect treats for your dog, Stewart makes the choice easy by keeping it real. Real ingredients, real nutrients, real benefits. Stewart dog treats are free from additives, corn, soy, wheat, and grains. Plus, they're freeze-dried to lock in all the great nutrition and natural flavor your furry friend deserves stewart freeze-dried dog treats big tail wagging nutritional benefits available on amazon.com today
2: there are nearly 20 million military vets in the u.s and each week we focus on their stories this is cbs eye on veterans Welcome back to CBS Ion Veterans. I'm Phil Briggs, a Navy veteran and reporter for ConnectingVets.com. Now a new documentary film entitled From Outlaws to In-Laws, The Hero's Harvest Story will debut on YouTube. The documentary goes deep into the notorious area of Northern California known as the Emerald Triangle, where for decades marijuana growers have created the champagne of pot, but they've also had to keep away from the long arm of the law. Now that marijuana is legal in California, the film captures how growers are adjusting to a new reality, where taxes and corporate interests threaten to kill their ability to do business and even to give these crops to the veterans who seek the healing effects of medical marijuana. I recently spoke with the filmmaker and one of the subjects from the film. Matt Grimshaw, filmmaker, documentarian, and Big Jake of MedVets, how you guys doing?
3: I'm doing great, Phil. Thanks very much. How about yourself? Man, I'm blessed, Phil. Thanks for having us. I really appreciate your time, brother.
2: Awesome, man. Well, I am excited to talk about this movie. Um, Matt and I go back to last year. He was on a previous episode talking about a previous film, and I love your guys' work. I love how it centers around the cannabis culture, and this is an exciting look and a deep look into what that cannabis culture is all about and how it is helping veterans. Uh, The name of the film, From Outlaws to In-Laws, The Heroes Harvest, from the three-minute trailer. You can't get away from Big Jake Lawrence. You take up half the screen doing God's work in the Emerald Triangle. Uh, Let's start with uh, you, Jake. Tell me about what inspired this film.
3: What inspired the film wasn't really the idea of a film. It was the idea of capturing the authenticity of what is going on with the Hero's Harvest. And uh, it came together um, with the the fact of being able to provide veterans free medicine. And as I realized, I was going to be putting in a lot of work, going to a lot of old farms in a lot of places, and uh, seeing... The content that was being put out, I really didn't feel it reflected my friends and family up here in the Emerald Triangle. And so, as we, I searched for the right individual, God put Matt Grimshaw uh, in my life. And I proceeded to explain to him what I saw and told him, you know, really, if, if he's going to make it, he's going to make it up in there. If not, then we'll, you know, end up parting ways. Um, ultimately, he rode shotgun and with me the entire time. Uh, up there going through and just meeting these families and really getting a story told of what's going on. And these people are helping us to be able to provide free medicine to our veterans and their families in need.
2: Mm. All right, let's zoom in a little bit on the storyline now with you, Matt. Um, And I'll kind of set the stage here somewhere between Sacramento, Reno, Nevada, and Redding, California lies this lush landscape that is the Emerald Triangle. Uh, famous to anybody that knows a joke and a toke and a good smoke in the cannabis culture. We think of counties like Humboldt and we think of, uh, you know, the good greens that have come from Northern California for years. We think of the sounds of the Grateful Dead. We think of the Northern California love and the hippies and all the good stuff that's made up in that way. But uh, deep within that county, deep within that triad of cannabis growing counties, deep within it are some amazing stories. So let's zoom in on what this film is about, Matt.
1: Is the story uh, of the restart of a veteran donation program? Uh, it's now called Heroes Harvest, but from what I understand from from Jake's background, was originally the foundation of his nonprofit MedVets, uh, which goes back to 2015. Um, Jake's been. Uh, uh, one of the proponents of medical cannabis donations to veterans for, you know, as long as he's been around from what I understand, knowing him for the last, uh, what, six, seven months now. And um, he, like so many of the, the the veteran groups I did work with um, during my first film, Vets Grow, which launched in 2018, 2019, um, during the middle of cannabis legalization here in California, he suffered the sort of tax loophole um, that all of the non-profits and collectives did um, upon legalization, which was they, they couldn't figure out what to do with free stuff. So they, uh, the government rules just basically taxed it as if it was a retail sale. So a free donation of, say, a pound of cannabis went from being free to being, you know, maybe a thousand bucks or more. And I don't know if you know non-profits, but there's a reason for the non and the profit in the title there. And it put pretty much everyone out of business overnight. And the irony of this is, this is the same groups of people that were responsible for making cannabis socially acceptable in the first place. It's all of the collectives that helped you know, HIV and, and AIDS patients in the 90s that made it legal in the first place. Veteran groups, uh, people di- dying of suffering from, from cancer and, and all sorts of palliative care. It's, it's, it's one of the great ironies. Uh, all of a sudden this recreational market exploded and destroyed the very thing that made it recreationally acceptable in the first place. So, um, in 2019, uh, uh, the government here in California seemed to realize its mistake after much lobbying and created a new bill that allowed now a loophole for tax-free donations. But you've still got the costs of jarring packaging, testing, like, you know, more licenses than you could throw a stick at. And from what I'd understood, not many veteran groups have managed to get uh, any uh, donation programs on a regular basis restarted. They basically did batch drops. Um, and Jake told me um, he was looking to make uh, possibly a short film on uh, the restarting of this Heroes Harvest program, and so I went up there, uh, took a look at what was going on, and uh, instantly jumped in and and spent six weeks, literally just sitting shotgun with Jake. That's uh, what you see on the screen is is just unedited, big Jake. Really, um, there's a reason he's so well known up in the Emerald Triangle. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> He's the sort of guy that stops on the side of the road and and jumps out and gives a veteran holding a sign saying, please help uh, Happy Meal out of the blue, um, which happened more than once during filming. Um, But the most interesting thing about the whole project really was, was, uh, firstly, this is an area that's been, shall we say, uh, given somewhat of a hard time by the media. There's been you know, true crime films and all sorts of stuff that have created an image of of the Emerald Triangle. Some people uh, against it, some people for it, but really no one actually knows what the hell it is. The Emerald Triangle is like the Bermuda Triangle, as you said, it's somewhere where uh, stuff just disappears. Um, And so being able to go up there, this is my first foray into farms, and I was nervous as hell because of the image I've been projected as to what it's actually like up there. And that's what what I mean, it's not... It's not what you think it is at all. It's, it's, it is a completely separate, it's almost like being in a different country.
2: Big Jake, let's dive into the veteran connection you have. First, tell me a little bit about how you got started helping veterans and when, when you really first noticed that cannabis was something Way better than the combat cocktail, the pharmaceuticals that are driven home to the veterans every single day and given to them by the handful uh, to treat the various ailments. Um, what was your veteran connection story?
3: I started smoking weed in the third grade. And um, so it's been around me my entire life. My uncle came back from Vietnam and was very animate that him having his cannabis in, con- in, in conjunction with his antipsychotics Um, are the only reason he could stay out of the VA mental institution. Mm. Fast forward through life. um, I went from homeless to the youngest owner of an international moving company doing government relocation for our military. So I didn't serve in the military, though I have my grandpas, my uncles, some cousins who all did, brothers from other mothers, you know. (laughs) Um, But I moved them in one of the most intimate careers you can have with the military. We we come in and we packed up all their drawer all their drawers, their nightstands, everything and moved them all around the world. And so I got to see firsthand what the families go through. I also got to see how alcohol affected those families firsthand. And the pills that I packed up or could not pack up yeah, yeah. as a mover. My goal is to make sure veterans like my uncle don't have to give up their basics and choose between other medications because they can't afford their cannabis. When I got back from having produced this and I came and told my uncle about this program, he let me know that for 2 years he had been walking because his car had broken down. He is on a fixed income and he couldn't afford to give up his cannabis medication uh, and 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 because it would throw him into a spiral, so he had to slowly save up his 40 bucks a month to be able to get themselves the things they needed for a new vehicle. Wow. So it really it really stuck with me how, how important it was in that moment, having known it as a kid, but coming to an adult and hearing that from him and watching him tear up and be so thankful for the free cannabis that so many people take for granted.
2: Now when we come back, we'll hear more about the medical marijuana documentary From Outlaws to In-Laws. The Hero's Harvest Story, when CBS Eye on Veterans returns. The veteran stories we hear make us proud to be Americans.
1: We took over Bagnet International Airport.
2: But the stories we don't reflect the wounds that Wounded Warrior Project is there to heal.
1: I remember turning my head, and out of the corner of my eye, I see this huge flash. I remember this guy's body smoking. All of these things began to come back.
2: Now, more than ever, we need to help each other. And with only a $50 donation, you can help get One Warrior the mental health services that heal the mind, body, and soul.
3: I went on something called Project Odyssey at a ziplining resort. I don't do hikes. That's why I was a police officer. i not a
1: fireman. <laughs> so when we get there, you know, we're all strangers. Um, but when we left, we were brothers.
2: That's the power of just a $50 donation to Wounded Warrior Project.
3: It's like therapy for me to be able to talk about it.
2: So give what you can today at DonateToWarriors.org. Now we've been talking about the new documentary film, From Outlaws to In-Laws, The Hero's Harvest Story. And I recently had a chance to talk with the filmmaker, Matt Grimshaw, and one of the subjects of the film, Big Jake Lawrence, the founder of a nonprofit organization, MedVets. His work to provide veterans free cannabis is not just the subject of the film, but it's also his lifelong passion.
3: There's no option for them. They've been they've been fear factored to say you'll lose your benefits. That's a misnomer. Because if it were true, my uncle would have lost his benefits years ago. Because he's never not been able to smoke cannabis. The fact of it is, is it's just a preferential play. It's a it's a it's a government play. Play, and it's something they have played with for years and years and years, holding it over people's head. So they choose to drink alcohol. They choose to add alcohol to their pills, and they choose to continue to unbalance a chemical imbalance. So I get really, really sideways about efficacy because I believe you cannot hand someone something that is is it has another chemical added to their chemical imbalance and they go somewhere. So when I looked at this, I saw how they were handing out cannabis. And then I turned around and seen some of these farms that were growing with miracle Grow, and all this other stuff and then and using Avid and Eagle 22 and all these other things they were using that are just absolutely horrible for you. So even though they're, they're having to, they're like, well, it's better than the oxys, it's better than the Vicodin. It's better than the the morphine or whatever they're, they're going to be taking. And they're like, so I'm going to smoke my weed. We all did it. But the fact is now as we're looking at it, we're going, wow, we weren't even getting the true medicine. We were so underground we couldn't even get true medicine. Now we get it tested. Now it goes through a phase three California test. So when I talk about coming into this, it, it's honestly been ingrained throughout my life. Throughout my life, I've seen it sporadically as a tapestry in my life showing where getting access to this medicine for veterans and, and honestly for individuals is a very important thing.
2: Tell me a little bit about where this film will go, and I'll let either one of you answer this, but I know we start the trailer with Big Jake and his bearded badass self there driving the truck and sitting there uh, making his way down a country road in Northern California. Share with me a little bit about what the mission is here. It is now to bring the cannabis from the farms to those that need it, but that is not without frustration. As you can even see from the opening minutes of the movie trailer.
3: Every corner you turn around, they're taxing everybody. Mm -hmm. and That's a big part of what we're dealing with with Senate Bill 34 and what cut off during Prop 64 was um, that they're like, no, if you want to donate to an in-person, everybody that should have been in that chain of command is going to pay the tax that they should have paid. For the donation coming out you know, and you know do this do that whatever you can and it was just really a horrid time for a lot of veterans going through it i mean i was getting calls after calls i felt so bad
2: so the mission hasn't been easy explain where this film will go
3: the mission of where we're going is this i picked two dispensaries to start with i believe that every dispensary has like a radar radius of people they touch naturally from their their ebb and flow of life and so what I didn't want to do is just throw random cannabis at people and go, God bless you, this is medicine. It's not. That's recreational cannabis. It's there. It has medicinal properties, but there's nothing medicine about it. So we want to find out from the two dispensaries we're working with, with the Gondry and McKinley McKinleyville and Dragonfly Dispensary in Fort Bragg. And we want to see how many veterans they naturally touch in that consistent basis, and instead of it being just initially what we're doing right now with the free gift, the hope of this is to actually turn around and get to know our patients. Back in the old collective model, we had patients. And people who did it correctly had patients that they cared about, they helped, they got Tinkers too, they got broad-spectrum oil, they got full-spectrum oil. Um, there was a lot of things that were going on that we we, we saw as actually caring in the medical days about our
1: patients. Everyone thinks, you know, cannabis for veterans is just, you know, jars of weed. And sure, that's an aspect to it, big aspect to it, but it's not. It's, it's pain relief, it's tinctures, it's, it's oils, everything Jake's talking about, and those need to be part quality, of the conversation.
3: Quality of life is more important than quantity of cannabis. And it's very important to understand that. So when I look at the patients that will naturally come through, we'll eventually max out who we have, but we'll get to know them. It's not on a come-show-up-pick-it-up basis, and like cattle, you show up to get your free government right, right. This right. is about working with – I work with some of the top professionals in the world, and they're amazing individuals. My, one of my business partners is a Navy Command Master Chief who did nuclear protocol at the Persian Gulf who then went into building communication satellites as a civilian uh, for General Dynamics, and then for Lockheed Martin, built U.S. destroyers. I mean, the, the le- and, and he's the gentleman who's making our medical concoctions, who's going through the extraction and putting his mind to it to help save his brothers and sisters, because he was recruited from high-level military to turn around and say, hey, we need medicine, not we need to get high. He doesn't come from it in an idea. We need to get high. He comes from an idea of wellness. How do we liquefy cancer cells? How do we help provide and promote life? We don't at MedBed say suicide prevention. We say life promotion, hmm. and we don't say homeless housing. We say opportunity housing, and we'll we'll jump into that. But if you want to know the film, the film is going to cover my boots on the ground ministry. And the part that you're looking at today is one scopic of how we help veterans get well, because I do not believe that you can go hand a veteran cannabis on, on on all formulations and tell them God bless you suicide prevention. It takes a community, it takes family, it takes regenerating into what's there, not taking away from. So I think if you want to know what the film goes into, it goes into a real-life subject where we actually thread a community to help itself, where we bring together and we use a plant to bring a community together and create wellness amongst not just individuals, but amongst a community.
1: And so from there, we literally jump in vehicles and um, uh, maybe Jake's truck or or, or me as a chase car and head up to... Uh, uh, farms that have agreed to be part of the Heroes Harvest program to talk to them about what it is, you know, and basically get them involved as true partners. So it's it's literally Jake going around being Jake and, and talking to to craft farmers, growers associations about the implications of of what cannabis has meant to the area, uh, what MedVets means and why he's on this quest to get cannabis uh, donations restarted to local veterans. As a pilot program that potentially could be used elsewhere, because it works in these these closed communities that are up here in in the Emerald Triangle, and there's an awful lot of um, uh, sort of regeneration that's necessary in these these areas. Because remember, these are old uh, these are basically old uh, fishing and uh, timber communities um, that you know since logging has all been mostly expired in uh, once it goes keeps cutting up the coast they have to find new things to be when they grow up and that was uh, for the last 50 60 years is tourism um, and that's slowly changing into what you're now getting up in the Emerald Triangle which is a complete diversified new industry that really the Emerald Triangle is I guess the, the, the uh, diamond in America's cannabis argument as an international market starts to develop because of the law because of the, the quality of the cannabis has been grown up there and it was a unique part of the world where it could be done in almost complete isolation. I mean, you know, no one's managed to shut it down for 60 years, and believe me, an awful lot of taxpayer dollars have been thrown at trying to do just that. And yet there is still, you know, 10,000-plus farms up there, and, and what, the original 15,000 farms that were just in Humboldt, I think this number was from, from Steve yeah. uh, in the film, uh, only 1,200 of them went legal, and so... What you're talking about really here is is a much deeper, longer conversation. And that was where Jake was going with uh, the Master Chief, because that's actually where we're going with two film sequels. So it's almost like there's an inevitable tide of change that's coming, driven by a multitude of factors. But there is this indelible link between the Emerald Triangle, veterans, and cannabis that I've kind of fallen into just as Alice went down the rabbit hole and and now I've got almost more more content and story ideas than I know what to do with and so I'm just trying to put them into some some uh hopefully consumable content that people can actually watch because this is the other problem that you know about veteran content is quite often it just doesn't it doesn't make change because people don't watch it
2: now coming up, we'll hear how it was dangerous to even bring cameras into the heart of California's cannabis country as we discuss the documentary film From Outlaws to In-Laws, The Hero's Harvest Story. The veteran stories we hear make us proud to be Americans.
1: As soon as I turned 18, I went into the local recruiter's office and
2: signed up. But the stories we don't reflect the wounds that Wounded Warrior Project is there to heal.
1: But it was literally my favorite part of the city. When we went around it, it went kaboom. And when I moved my left leg get bent at the shin, I was like, well, this is going to be a bad day.
2: Now, more than ever, we need to help each other. And with only a $50 donation, you can help get One Warrior the mental health services that heal the mind, body, and soul.
1: When Wounded Warrior Project came calling again, saying, Hey man, do you want to go on this trip? Do you want to go do this? We have all these different programs where you can learn adaptive sports. I was more than happy to jump on top of it because I knew these people.
2: That's the power of just a $50 donation to Wounded Warrior Project. Without Wounded Warrior Project, I, I really honestly don't know where I would be. So give what you can today at donate 2 Now, we've been talking about the new documentary film just released on YouTube called From Outlaws to In Laws The Heroes' Harvest Story. And it follows Big Jake Lawrence through the mountains of Northern California's Emerald Triangle area on a quest to bring some of the world's best weed to veterans who desperately need its healing properties. I recently talked to British-American filmmaker Matt Grimshaw and MedVet's founder Jake Lawrence about the inherent dangers of trying to make a film in an area where farmers have been hiding out from the law and have remained hidden for years.
3: You know, the funny thing about it is I guess I don't look at it that way there's all sorts of places that I've been to that give you this sense about it. And if you know how to handle yourself and the real recognizes real in these situations. So I grew up fighting. So I'm always, I, I mean, I, I, I'm blessed that I don't go creating or causing fights, but I'm also blessed in the fact that they show up. I'm not afraid of them. And so when we talk about that side of it, yeah, that exists. Bad people exist everywhere. And bad intentions draw bad intentions. So then you turn around and you go, okay, well, what about asking these people? funniest thing about it is most people want to make it seem this way. These people built this thing on giving. They gave away more and more and more every year all the time and helped their communities. And they give naturally as a community without being told to most of them. Now, we're not talking about what most people are afraid of. What most people are afraid of Bill, is the punks that came up here. The, 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 the cartel cats that came up here that set up full-blown operations up in these mountains and then goes, yeah, it's Wild West. We do what we want. We'll bury you. Just the same as we would in a third world country or wherever else we're from. So you have this mixture and because you had to go the same places to get your meth, your heroin, your your acid, your whatever you were going for would be the same place you went to get your cannabis. It always drove this outlaw mentality because guess what? The guys that were the brokers coming up here that caused the most problems, they were usually drug addicts. They were the ones willing to come up here into this. And when you get past the bullshit of it all and you get to the re the real core of what it is and you look at what's going on, you get to families. When you watch these movies, which you're not going to see this whole thing, you're going to see families that are just as tired of the bullshit as you are. The Families that just want to have their way of life, they keep it simple, they, they enjoy this off-grid understanding, they care about, most of them you talk about, they're talking about regenerative farming. They're talking about permaculture. This gangster mentality comes down hmm. at that, that other end where the drugs are being sold. And so the, when when I look at it, and we went into this, there was never a fear of anything. I drive in the mountains. Yeah, if you don't know how to drive in the mountains, don't go up in the mountains on dirt roads. It could probably be dangerous for you. If you don't know how to handle your car when the end starts sliding, it might get scary. You might have to come up with a safety word, right, Matt? Yeah. So. <laughs> so it, <laughs>
2: and Matt, share with me your experience about trucking around with a bunch of film equipment.
1: <laughs> generally there was only one of two trips one was I would chase Jake and that was if we had a main interview and it was just easier for me to chase him and that was to do more was you know trying to keep ourselves in a, a fairly tight covid bubble more than anything else because a lot of this was filmed right in the middle of uh, it going crazy and the real fear is potentially taking you know a disease up there to a, an isolated area so mm. it was more about uh, I'd stay on the base and we go from the base, which is about two or three hours south of, of, of where it is, in the Emerald Triangle in Mendocino County. So if you were to think of uh, the three counties as a sort of t shape, well, a kind of blobby T, uh, Mendocino's at the bottom. It's the bottom fork of, of that letter, and then you've got uh, uh, Humboldt to the left and then Trinity to the right on top um, as a sort of tabletop on top. So, so we would start in the bottom and then drive two or three hours up to the farms. And the first hour and a half two. Two hours is no problem, but the, the last hour or so when you get into what can only be comically called roads uh, can be hair-raising, and I'd be willing to bet there's more bodies from car wrecks than shootings up there, to be honest, having experienced an awful lot of these roads, and as Jake liked to mention earlier, I had to have a safe word for when he went a little bit too fast for me and my equipment, Um on more than one occasion, but it was... <laughs> The sweat really goes with you know how you behave out there, what your intent is. There, there's a lot of suspicion from outsiders, but you know I get that in Arizona with my accent, <laughs> so I'm used <laughs> to that feeling. I guess I don't, I didn't feel intimidated at one point. There, there are times when you go up roads and you, you start thinking, okay, we've gone an awful long way since the gate. Where are we going? And you are aware that if anything happens, there's no one out there to help you. But other than that. That's just normal stuff from being out in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? This great American landscape. You must know about that where you are.
2: Oh, indeed. Indeed. And I know you can never be too safe and you can never be too prepared. And, uh, of course, as a right. documentarian, I know you know that. When you're out on the road with all that <laughs> gear, you got to have a good plan, and it helps to have a wingman that's big as a house like uh, Big Jake. So uh, that's great Dude. stuff, man. Most, hey, I'm most me... scared in the
1: city, frankly, of getting my stuff jacked, you know, <laughs> on the street corner than I am up on the farm. 100%. Amen.
3: I, I, I swear everything. I wish I had a film of what it looked like from my eyes to watch Matt Get his ass back in the passenger seat, <laughs> holding on to this. I guarantee you, he gained two abs from holding that equipment, trying to not get beat up. Uh,
2: and he probably and he probably soiled a couple pairs of shorts too. Um, let's last talk about something that I didn't think to ask until I heard you speak, Big Jake. But you talked about this being a ministry, and I love that. Share with me a little bit about how there's a cup of Jesus in the good stuff that you're trying to pour out for our veterans
3: here's the deal i've got a relationship not a religion and i'm a follower of christ i tell my wife who's jewish that i follow the rebel jew and but the (laughs) fact of it is is ministry is to show love so past churchianity and the places people can go with it if you really want to be good to the people around you and you come with a good intent and a good heart and you show up that way well that's what our boots on the ground ministry is all about it's about it's not about donations it's about enlistments it's about people believing that we can be bigger in ourselves and help our community by doing these type of projects to help out there and to help people do that and if you're no matter how someone personally internalizes their label of the goodness they do I can accept that. It's not my job to convert them in any way. It's simply to say, hey, we have a ministry that helps communities and families. And if you want to know where mine stems from, mine stems from Jesus. Where I stem from is there.
2: Mm. Wonderfully said, Jake. And I love you throwing that in there because that just makes the story. It just adds something to it that is so beautiful about what you are doing, because this is more than medicine. Uh, This is more than just a veteran story. This is the story of people and they're trying to help other people. Matt, tell me more about the
1: film. So it's called From Outlaws to In-laws, The Hero's Harvest Story. Um, And it's one of Jake's favorite phrases that he throws around uh, up on the hills there. Um, It's just self-explanatory. I mean, uh, people have been using cannabis and donating cannabis to vets (laughs) since they've been growing cannabis, frankly. Um, All that's changed is, is it's now become more acceptable. And, and so the, the complete stupidity of, of stopping that connection just because you've decided to make it recreationally legal is the main sort of thrusting point of where I started. But where it went was literally the story of where Jake goes and what Jake does.
2: I'm Phil Briggs for ConnectingVets.com, and I'll be back next week with more great stories on another episode of CBS Eye on Veterans.
0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Veterans, ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. One, two,
1: three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from.